Full 10 Yards Podcast. Hello and welcome to week six of the NFL schedule. My name's Lawrence Voss. It's my first time hosting the Full 10 Yards Podcast, so please bear with me. Um, with us this evening is, as ever, the big boss, Tim. How are we doing, Tim, this evening? <laughs> the big boss, love it. Yeah, no, I'm good, mate. How are you? Pretty good. Got a li- little bit of a sore throat, but fighting through it. Yeah. Um, and, and fully recovered from last Sunday's um, visit to, to Tottenham and, and gearing up for next week's, well, this week's visit to Tottenham for yeah. my, my second game mm-hmm. as part of my two-ticket season ticket. Yeah. So looking forward to that. My 26th NFL game coming up. Um, so can't wait to see a bit of um, Run CMC live in the flesh. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm still quite shocked. Uh, the BBC haven't got any of those games. I think they probably do one or two of the Wembley ones. But uh, yeah, obviously on last week's podcast I mentioned that uh, Nat Coombs will be on the BBC with that with that game. But I was uh, shocked to see. I assume Sky Sports have got their uh, their their claws into it. But uh, yeah, I was surprised to see nothing nothing at all covered by uh, by the Beeb. But um, there we go. Yeah, I think I think what they'll end up doing is the the Jaguars game will be shown. I think they I think there's still some commitment with the Jaguars. I'd yeah. imagine for yeah. the um, third and fourth game coming up at Wembley. So yeah. I'd, I'd imagine the BBC will pull something out for that. Yeah. Um, but um, on we go. So first of all, let's let's look at some of the transactions that are worth mentioning this week. Um, firstly, we had a return to the Browns for receiver Antonio Callaway. Yeah. Unfortunately, his return um, was was less fruitful. He had three targets, no catches um, against the 49ers. I'm, I'm, a, surprised, um, I'm, su- I'm surprised that's come under the worth mentioning uh, bracket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a big problem with the Browns. I mean, two wins now is, is certainly not what anybody expected at, at this point in the season. No. Um, next, you, we move on. No, do, do, you think that, do you think that's why Sean's not on the podcast today? I, I think he's a little sore. He's a little Monday ashamed, night, so. ashamed, isn't he? Absolutely ashamed. Sean, yeah. you've, you've bottled it. I'm only joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patriots released um, tight end Ben Watson. Mm. It's a it's an interesting thing. It's not not so much the 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 release of Ben Watson, but the whole tight end situation with the Patriots. Yeah. Um, I think they're just going to try and get through the season without really having a. A focus on the tight end whatsoever. Mm. I mean, they are in big trouble if um, Julian Edelman goes down at any point in the season because he is the he's he's the everything mm. for the team. Mm. Um, and you know, he, he could be hitting you know 120 catches this year. You, you never know. I mean, he's he's playing out of his skin and he's injured as well. Mm. Um, so so credit to Edelman for for battling through yeah. uh, and taking a break from writing children's books. Yeah. Um, we had the the Titans signs um, kicker Cody Parkey after letting go of Cairo Santos, who had the you know a public meltdown last weekend. I think it was four field goals missed. Yep, um, that's that's just not going to cut the mustard in the NFL. So um, the return of the double well. doink, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, we we love a double doink. Double double um, serving. But let, let's save them for the playoffs. They're far more dramatic in the playoffs, the double doink. Yeah. You know, week week five, not not so much. In the playoffs, we'll, we'll look forward to a double doink. Um, bit of, a slight bit of interesting news. The Bills traded um, Zay Jones, the receiver, to Oakland. I mean, being there last Sunday and watching the Raiders in the flesh, their receiving core looked, looked pretty anemic. Um, they were relying on the um, short passes to the running backs. Um, they were relying on the tight end, Darren Waller. And the receiving game just, just wasn't really happening. So it's an interesting move. Zay Jones, had he, he went on fire towards the end of last season for the Bills, mm. but hasn't really been part of the, part of the, the Bills' kind of resurgence this season. So that's a, it's an interesting one, and he, hopefully he, he fits in quite quickly mm. um, with the Raiders. Mm. Um, Ravens placed veteran safety Tony Jefferson on injured reserve, which makes the Ravens' defence even weaker. They're, they're, they're struggling um, in the secondary. Um, Bucks released Dion Buchanan, linebacker, and quarterback Nick Fitzgerald. 
who for some reason I thought was Ryan Fitzgerald's son, but it <laughs> turns out they're not they're not related. Um, and then the, the Chiefs, who are you know sitting four and one and sitting pretty at the moment, added some some decent depth with um, Terrell McLean, the defensive tackle, and Stefan Wisniewski, the guard. And then the you had the Jaguars, who signed the tight end Ben Koyak to replace James O'Shaughnessy, who had a a pretty ugly injury, and and O'Shaughnessy was was starting to establish himself mm. as a pretty good tight end for the Jaguars. So he'll be he'll be sorely missed. Mm. Yeah, Adam Adam would be uh, devastated about O'Shaughnessy. Yeah, just want to talk about um, Zay Jones. I'm, I'm quite surprised Oakland traded a fifth. I know it's only a fifth round pick, but uh, yeah, Zay Jones obviously third round, uh, third year wide receiver. I'm not quite sure if he's actually any good, but yeah, I'm not uh, not going to hold up too many hopes for him. I, I just wonder if um, <laughs> if John Gruden's going to be putting in Nathan Peterman in next year and obviously trying to get some familiar wide receivers around him. And Zay Jones obviously in Buffalo. Oh God, we're not we're not going to suffer more, Nathan Peterson. <laughs> please, please tell me, please. A um, couple of other talking points, um, kind of heading into week six. AJ Green looks like he's he's returning from injury soon, um, but it, it looks like he's going to be traded. Tim, have you, have you got any landing spots for AJ Green if they? If they pull the trigger on a trade, uh, it's quite interesting actually. Just before we came on, someone they, they've come, Zach Taylor's come out and said that they're not going to trade AJ Green. So I'm not quite sure how how long we we do want to spend on it. But um, yeah, certainly uh, AJ Green can do can do a service. He's not going to be at the Bengals next year, I don't think. Because last year of his contract, I don't think they're going to re-sign him just because they're you know AJ Green's going to going to command a decent wage uh, at the very least. I know they've got Tyler Boyd uh, on on a decent deal. But I'm not quite sure how much of a hit AJ Green's going to take. Obviously, you know, in the in the back nine of his career, um, so I'm not quite sure. You know, a, the, the Bengals aren't. So let's 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 make no bones about it. They're not challenging. They're, they've got no Super Bowl window. So uh, I'm not quite sure what the worth would be in keeping him. So uh, slightly interest, slightly surprising that Zach Taylor's come out and said they're not going to trade him whatsoever. So, um, but maybe that's just to try and drive the price up. Um, you know, maybe somewhere like New England would be somewhere would good for him. Obviously, they've lost uh, Antonio Brown now, so they obviously wanted that one of the a star receiver there. Uh, so AJ Green could be a fit is obviously not as uh, fast as he used to be but he's a decent route runner can catch catch decent balls and he puts in good performances he's obviously you know he needs to prove his health and but Bill Belichick doesn't doesn't mind taking punts on on people that's obviously why I signed people like Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon so um yeah I mean he could go pretty much any, any to any contender that's got a decent bit of cap space um so yeah but yeah whether or not he's going to go yeah, probably looks less likely considering Zach Taylor's comments yeah, and they, they the Patriots tried with Demarius Thomas as well. That didn't, didn't yeah. quite work out. And the, he's now with the Jets. The Jets. Oh yeah, we're having. Um, the, he might have. He might have got yeah. some Belichick gold dust on him. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Forty um, Niners. I think Tim and I we we've got a slight disagreement, haven't we, on on where we think the Forty Niners are sitting. I think the the Monday night football win which I'm sure Sean would, would have loved to have um, talked about in detail um the, the that sort of you know 28 point loss um the one two punch of of Matt Breeder and Tevin Coleman is is really starting to take effect I think um and then with the the 49ers leading the the entire NFL in rushing averaging a a, a whopping 200 yards on the ground a mm. game mm. I mean, yes, they've they've had their they've had their buy, but still, four weeks averaging two hundred yards a game is 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 pretty impressive. Mm. Um, Tim, if you uh, is this four and zero still fool's gold? Yeah, it's for, yeah, it's for me. I like I like the gold uh, the gold bit in there as well. I noticed that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still not buying it. I, yeah, two hundred yards. It's it's what you expect from a Kyle Shanahan's offense, isn't it? It's it's, it's pretty much because that's the, all their offense is. You know, they don't really have much. You know, if you look to their their passing side of things, they're going to be quite low down in the pecking order. I think in terms of average yards per game um, through the air, I could get up it quickly maybe whilst you're talking. But yeah, it's essentially we we know Kyle Shanahan's going to make mismatches and you know creating mismatches out of the backfield and the schemes that he draws up. That's what he's all about. That's his bread and butter. So that's why, obviously, why that number's so high. And he's been effective uh, doing it for, for, for a number of years now in loads of different teams. So his system is is tried and tested. It's it's a decent one. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, if you've got teams that can't stop the run, then they they are going to run all over you. It'll be interesting to see uh, against when they, they've got the Rams coming up this weekend as well. Um, Todd Gurley, obviously, on the other side as well. A bit of injury news with him. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a case of I'm just going to be continue to be stubborn. I, I still don't think they'll make the playoffs. I'm quite happy to make a bet of anyone uh, that they don't make the playoffs. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit yeah. funny how... <coughs> Go on. Let's, let's, let's do that now, then. Go on, let's what, do that now. Go on, then. What do you want? No, I, I think... Um, we call it. They have a sandwich bet, don't they? Over on one of the one of the podcasts. I think it's the around the NFL podcast. They they bet a sandwich. What so I'm, I'm I'm willing to bet a sandwich that the the 49ers here and now reach the playoffs. Yeah, that's fine. Is, 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 does the sandwich have like a feeling that of a of your choice, it's or is a, it just it, a, just a random sandwich? Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it could be a it could be a 12 inch Subway. You know, oh, okay. it's, 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 All right. Yeah, you're we'll on. We'll have that. Yeah, we'll have that. Awesome. Awesome, and then obviously we've got we're we're back to Tottenham for Game Two of the London series. Tampa Bay are the hosts against Carolina Panthers, making their first appearance in England. Um, for overseas viewers on the on the East Coast, it's a nine thirty a.m. kickoff, so they get a kind of bonus game. Yeah, not so much a bonus if you're on the West Coast because you're having to wake up at six thirty a.m. Yep. to watch the game. But it's two thirty for us back in Blighty, which is which is great because it means everyone gets an extra game um, yeah, 16 hours of football during Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So all good stuff. And I think there were, there were still some tickets on sale earlier today. So if you were one of the people that tried to get one, I hope you did get one um, because it's a, it's a fantastic experience at the, at the Tottenham grounds and, and, and obviously run CMC in London, I think really will be a sight to behold. Mm. It's like so, that and that's the way it is. That's it. Oh, dearie me. You're you getting your Adidas out there, yeah, yeah. Tim. Getting my Adidas. The no, the no laces, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Right, so bye weeks this week. Obviously, the Bears and Raiders coming back from London. They, they need a break. Um, bless them. And then we've got the, the Bills and Colts also off this week, um, which is a shame for the Colts because that big, big momentum shifting win against the Chiefs, the last thing they'll want to do is, is have a week off, I think. Mm, yeah, I, I think they they'll wanna they wanna be back um back competing. So they they've got a kind of they've got a frustrating weight there. Mm. Um then we move on to Thursday night football, Pats Giants. Not a lot to report in terms of kind of the 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 win loss here, but bear in mind that this is the Patriots bogey team. I mean the those two Super Bowl upsets you know they're, they're still going to be in the minds of of plenty of fans um mm. we've got rex burkhead who i think he's has been is likely to miss out playing yep um the the giants running game is going to be an absolute lottery we've got potentially elijah penny um or the even lesser known um jonathan hillman uh rookie from rutgers who has 19 carries and, and one catch so far um not really one to stay up for unless you're a Pats fan who enjoys kind of late night torture. Um, but we, we will hit another milestone two weeks in a row in terms of milestones for Tom Brady. He only needs 18 yards to put him at number two in the all time passing charts, which he, he can probably get on a, on a James White hitch yeah. um, in, on the second play of the game. And he'll go above Peyton Manning. So, you know, something to look out for very early on in there in yep. that game. Yep. Um, we move on to the the London game in terms of kind of a little bit of a preview. Bucks at two and three, Panthers at three and two. Um, we, we, we're pretty blessed in terms of the um, some of the statistical leaders of the NFL um, after five weeks. We've got the leading rusher coming over, Christian McCaffrey. We've got the leading tackler, um, Panthers um, inside linebacker Luke Keekley. We've got the. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the Bucks' Chris Godwin, um, who's um, third in the league in receiving yards, and he's completely outshining Mike Evans. I mean, forget about calling Chris Godwin a breakout. He he broke out, you know, well, well you know, at the start of this season, and he's he's performing at, a, at an incredible level. And you know, I think an, another big game in front of him on Sunday. Um, we've got, and then we've got. Probably, I think, is the biggest surprise, which is um, Shaquille Barrett, the kind of edge um, outside linebacker for the 
Buccaneers um, leading the league in sacks mm. with nine sacks in in five games, mm. um, and it's 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 at a historic pace mm. that he's he's up there with the the most sacks ever ever got in in the first three games of an NFL season, the first four games of an NFL season, up there with the likes of you know Mark Gastineau. Um, so you know big names to be you know recognised with. He was kept and quite quiet yes last week though, wasn't he? Yeah, it, it kind of slowed down. It was obviously, those kind of those mega records were for week three and week four. So yeah, a little bit of a slowdown, mm-hmm. um, but still pretty impressive considering his his kind of biggest output was um, was as a rookie five and a half sacks, and he's he's kind of outpaced that in in less than a third of a season. Yeah, um, and then and then not far behind him is um, Mario Addison, defensive end for the Panthers, who's got six and a half sacks. Now, the one really interesting thing about both of these guys who are up there in the in the you know top five um, sackers for the season, both of them are undrafted, mm. which I, I didn't realise kind of without you know having a little check. So you know, pretty impressive that they both come into the league the hard way, yeah. um, and and now it's kind of it's showing kind of all that all that effort. Um, and then I'm I'm personally looking forward to seeing Kyle Allen, um, who's. <coughs> Despite the fumbles, is um, is really proving to be an asset for the for the Panthers. Um, but I think the, the thing I'm most looking forward to on Sunday is, is getting a coach that gets me back to Brum before one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's always good. I, I remember once last year we went. Uh, I drove down from Scotland to the uh, the Jags game. Can't remember who they're bloody playing. Oh, it was against the Eagles, wasn't it? We um, we drove back to Scotland that night. We got back about half twelve, one o'clock in the morning. Eight hour drive, nine hour drive. Wow, wow. <laughs> you did. That's that's commitment. Yeah, that's it was. commitment. Yeah. Okay, so um, if we move on now to the um, six o'clock slate, um, we, can, we can whistle through some of the games yeah. and some we can give a little bit of attention to. Um, Bengals at Ravens. Um, you know, I'm, I've still got a um, man crush for Lamar Jackson. He has been up and down, but he's still managed three wins. Um, and the Ravens ranked second in the league in rushing, just behind the 49ers. And the Bengals have the second worst defense by yardage allowed. So I don't think we're going to we're in for a big surprise here. Yeah, I think um, I think Lamar is a prime Lamar Jackson uh, bounce back spot for this one because say they just gave up a lot of yardage to Kyler Murray as well like the week before, last week, didn't they? So yeah, I, I expect uh, Lamar Jackson to, to bounce back quite well here. Yeah, I've I, I've I've got quite a few fantasy teams where I've managed to get. Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson on the um, on the same team, and I've, I've, I've put in a couple of Lamar Jacksons over Deshaun Watson this week. Yeah, um, just just got a feeling. Um, one thing that I still won't give up on is is if the Bengals are going to give um, rookie quarterback Ryan Finley a try. I've, I've got some sort of feeling in my water that he could he could impress and I, I don't know quite what it is I mean maybe it's kind of just just years of the the ginger prince um just being so painstakingly average as a quarterback that you just you know something needs to something needs to cause a spark I th- I th- um in Cincy I think I think Andy Dalton's not uh, he's not I'm probably not being used to being called the uh, ginger prince maybe ginger PR <laughs> something something else but I won't uh, I won't say that <laughs> fair, play. fair play um and then we, we move on to then um, Seahawks coming into a, a six, <coughs> six o'clock game um, against Sean's beloved Browns. Um, I mean, it's, it's unfortunately to say it, we're, you know, behind Sean's back. The Browns are really a Jekyll and Hyde team so far this season. Mm. Two big wins and then two losses by 28 or more. And that's actually tied with the Dolphins in terms of, um, you know, bad performance. And, and, Odell Beckham, he just hasn't he hasn't quite clicked this season. Um, last two games, he's had two catches in, in both games. And that's something that only happened once in five seasons with the Giants. Um, you've got the Browns cornerbacks, Denzel Ward and, and rookie Greedy Williams, questionable. So it could be another, well, I'm, I'm suspecting it's going to be another big Russell Wilson day. Um, they did last play in Cleveland in 2011. And it finished a, a surprising 6-3 to the Browns. Um, Redskins backup quarterback Colt McCoy was the Browns quarterback. And the, the Seahawks quarterback was one of my favourite nicknames quarterbacks of all time. 
um, Clipboard Jesus, Charlie Whitehurst. <laughs> so everyone loves a bit of Clipboard Jesus. Um, moving on, we've got the, the Saints um, and the Jaguars. Um, obviously, Minshew Mania took a small knock against the Panthers in week five against the um, the incredible Pink Hulk. That's, that's my new name for him. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater um, had a, a pretty epic game. I mean, Tim, what, what did you think of of kind of um, Teddy's performance? Because I think he, he actually stepped up, didn't he? He did, yeah. Uh, the, the Saints let him kind of pass a bit more, didn't they? Uh, I know quite a lot of uh, yards made after the catch for you know, bad missed tackles from, from the Bucks. Um, but yeah, they, let, they gave more of a playbook to Teddy Bridgewater. Didn't have to dink and dunk so much. Um, it obviously helps when you've got talented, talented wide receivers such as uh, Michael Thomas. But yeah, he still spread it around. Yeah, Jerry Cook got a touchdown as well, um, and yeah, it was a complete performance. So it was, it was actually quite good to see uh, Sean Payton dial a few things up for Teddy Bridgewater. And obviously, it must be at the point now where Bridgewater is feeling a tiny bit more confident. So it might have been just a case of feeding him slowly, take baby steps, but you know, to get him back to him feeling comfortable and you know, st- standing tall in the pocket and and making good decisions. So. Um, Again, it helps when you've got a decent defense that you don't, you know, you, every every pass isn't under the microscope that you have to make. And for you know, when you're playing against a team like maybe a Dallas Cowboys, their their kind of defense, you know, you, the your the plays that you make at, at the quarterback for the Saints is going to be a lot more, uh, you know, under pressure and you know, um, under the microscope a bit more. So and it's going to matter a lot more as well. So, but when you're playing against teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who tend to who can self-implode a little bit, and obviously they didn't turn up too much too much last week, um, the pressure's kind of off him a little bit. So maybe that's uh, it was all in the game plan. But yeah, did certainly acquitted himself a lot better, didn't he? Yeah, and, and Michael Thomas is only one of um, one of only two receivers. Um, in the league, averaging over 100 yards a game, the other being um, Cooper Cup. So, um, Thomas leading the league in, in catches and yards. So, you, you, you can't complain when you've got an asset like that no. um, to throw to. No. Um, next, we move on to the, the Texans at the Chiefs, which um, <coughs> I've got as the, the absolute game of the week. I don't know about you, Tim. Have you got that as your, your big game of the yeah, week? Yeah, it's one of them. Obviously, looking at the slate, it's one I kind of bolded. There's, there's a couple I have bolded, but um, I, I put in my in my look-ahead, uh, one of my look-aheads, uh, the Deshaun Watson versus uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes as well, as you know, two, like, like you've got in the docker here, two of the most exciting QBs to watch, and it's going to be a good game because the defences aren't that good either, So especially on you know on the back end. So, uh, yeah, should be should be a lot of points, should be a lot of yardage. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is already leading the league by a long way in passing yards, and he's just going to add to that on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, this is if we if you combine the kind of their offenses, we're, we're looking at um, eight hundred and twenty six yards offense between them per week. So fireworks uh, are plenty. Yeah, um, and and kind of keeping on the on the kind of whole kind of spark thing. Texans wide receiver Will Fuller. I mean, I don't quite know where that performance came from last week, mm. but he's, um, you know, 14 catches over 200 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. It was it was one of those historic games that mm. was kind of, you know, has only been outmatched by people like Jerry Rice and mm. Steve Largent well, in terms th- of a, a single game performances. Yeah, but he's always had it though in the, in the locker wheel, Fuller. His problem has always been, um, you know, cons- uh, staying healthy and getting on the field. Because when when Fuller and Deshaun Watson have had decent periods of time together in terms of game time and um, and in passes, he's actually they've been actually really really efficient last year. Especially, I think he didn't have that many targets, but all the targets he did get, he was very efficient with and always scored a touchdown. I think if I remember correctly, he had a ridiculous um, touchdown rate on catches last season. Uh, but again, you know, injuries are injuries have been the issue for him. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not really surprised because uh, it also also helps that you've got DeAndre Hopkins on the other side taking the the coverage that he gets, uh, which allows people like Will Fuller because Will Fuller can run all the routes, you know, speed. He, he can do like drag routes over the middle, but he can also go deep as well and, and burn you like on deep post routes. So, uh, but when you've got when you've got DeAndre Hopkins on the other side of the field, it doesn't it doesn't it does it does help that you uh, you don't always get the first the the, the, the cover corner or the the shutdown corner. Yeah. Just one one little interesting quirk on on Patrick Mahomes for um, the last couple of weeks. He's only thrown one touchdown in the yeah. last two games. Yeah, yeah, he's dinged up as well, isn't he? Bit of a surprise, and I think I think he's 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 taking the hits, and I think it's it's starting to starting to show a little bit. Mm. So you know maybe that that sort of that shiny Patrick Mahomes is is starting to get you know starting to dull a little bit, yeah. but. 
Um, no doubt it's going to be it's going to be an absolute display um, against the Texans. Yeah, no, it'll be just on that point. So he got his, he, on, I think it was on a sack last week against um, the, the Colts. Dinged up his his ankle a little bit, and if you look at the splits between you know prior to the ankle injury or the, the niggle and, and after, the, the stats are, are are black and white in terms of you know efficiency and completion percentage and and you know depth of target and all the rest of it. So it'll be interesting to see how bad that that ankle injury is and whether or not you know because you, you, the last person you want hunting you down is uh, is JJ Watts so uh, it'd be interesting to see kind of what they do with Mahomes in terms of play calling and safety and whether you know he's not going to probably run down the field as much as he as he has done so far this season um, so it might be just one to keep an eye on but I, I do actually fancy the Texans to get a sneaky win here okay okay um, I, I can I can see that um, next we move on to the um, worst game of the week <laughs> the, the Maybe maybe the worst game in the past twenty years um, in in the NFL. I mean, in the Super Bowl era, only five teams have ever finished with a season winless. Yeah. Um, I, I was obviously going to um, let Sean know that the about the twenty seventeen Browns. Yeah. But we also had the the two thousand and eight Lions, yep. led by the the legendary Dan Orlovsky, um, the eighty two Colts when they're in Baltimore. Um, and the 76 Bucks and 60 Cowboys, but you can excuse the last two because that was their inaugural seasons. Yeah. Um, so the, you know this this was a this is this is a horrific game. We've got we've got two teams who've got you know a really rich history. Um, they both met each other twice in Super Bowls. Uh, you know when they had really outstanding running games, you had people like Larry Zonka and John Riggins. Um, but, you know, John Regans, I think, and Larry Zonka will probably be meeting up at Costco to do a weekly food shop rather <laughs> than watch this fast. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's one of these ones, it's it's, it's car crash television. And, yeah. you know, I'll be watching it, but it's it's pretty morbid. Police, police camera action. <coughs> police, yeah, police, police, police camera action without the action. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got um, funny. I've got funny feeling the Dolphins are going to win this one. Actually, so um, I, I think the Redskins are on a, on a crash course uh, straight to for a number one pick next season. So it'd be very, uh, very interesting because obviously they've got the quarterback. Well, they think they've got the quarterback. Obviously, uh, coaches have come out and said that he's that he, Dwayne Haskins isn't ready yet. But it'd be interesting to see because. Um, I did, I've noticed this on the on the full ten look ahead as well that you know if the Redskins do get the number one pick it will actually really be very interesting to see what they do with that pick because I'd I'd be I'd tempted to, to trade down because there's going to be a lot of people wanting that number one pick so you could get an absolute treasure chest full of picks and you know the Dolphins don't really need um, you know the number one pick overall because they've got a plethora of picks in the first couple of rounds over the next couple of years anyway so um, the Redskins you know undoubtedly need it more than than the Dolphins do so it'd be just interesting to see kind of the play in this game in terms of of, you know, are they both trying to tank and both trying to outdo each other? Uh, could be it could be a low score or maybe a no touchdown game. Yeah, and you know that that's yeah distinct possibility. And I think the likelihood of doing a an Arizona Cardinals um, in in kind of nineteen twenty is not really going to happen. They're not going to draft two quarterbacks in the first round and then get rid of the first one the yep. next year. Yeah. That that kind of that doesn't happen. That's not a normal situation. Because it'd be interesting though, um, because you have, you have to think whether or not John Gruden uh, Jay Gruden wanted wanted Dwayne Haskins. You have to wonder if it's Dan Schneider or Bruce Allen that wanted that, that actually picked that because you know Jay Jay Gruden if he if he'd have picked him in in with pick fifteen overall in last in this year's draft you'd you'd have to think that he would have you know put him in but at least I know he put him in when there were 14, 14 points in the hole uh, a couple of weeks ago but you have to wonder how much of a pick from Jay Gruden that was for Dwayne Haskins so it'd be actually quite interesting to see when when you know you appoint um, the full time head coach. What kind of happens there in the dynamic? So it's just, just uh, obviously one to keep your eye on. I, I mean, I, I, I think hopefully Dwayne Haskins just, just doesn't play too much this season. Yeah. Because I think that that will just kill his confidence, and I think, I think he needs to just see what NFL action is like for a year. He needs to be, be on the bench, be observing things, see what game speed is. He's had a little bit of that, little trial of that. I think he just needs to be be kept away and I think if they sign a a third quarterback from from the street like they did with last season with Josh Johnson fine we're not, we're not going anywhere in a hurry so let's let's just kind of let the season play out yeah um moving on to um two slightly better teams but with a link there um it's the um Eagles and the Vikings and mm. and the 
is it the is it a resurgence of Kirk Cousins mm. or or is it a bit of a mirage? Where where are you at with the with the whole kind of Kirk Cousins situation? Um, well, I think it's I think it's a bit more of a mirage than it is. You know, I think they'll revert to type a bit uh, on Sunday, perhaps. But that it's, it's a really fascinating game. This one again, it's one of the uh, one of my segments for the full ten look ahead that I put about Kirk Cousins. So go and check that out. Um, yeah, really fascinating this, this one. Both teams kind of middle of the road in terms of scoring on offense and defense, uh, turnover differentials. Not really too much to, to separate these two teams. They're both top te- top ten defenses uh, against the run. So be interesting to see what they do with Kirk Cousins. Obviously, he had his had his decent game last week uh, against the Giants, uh, and this Eagles secondary is also very beatable indeed. Um, so be interesting to see kind of what the game plan is. Um, Eagles obviously on the back of pulling up, pulling back the uh, the Cowboys in the NFC East, which is a bit annoying. Uh, Vikings obviously easy win last time out. Um, yeah, I'm also I'm also fascinated to see Carson Wentz against this Vikings defense. Obviously, it's in, at, in Minnesota, so um, bit of a home field advantage there. They do get in Minnesota, so um, but Eagles obviously aren't phased by the uh, difficult away grounds winning in Lambeau last week, and they've had to, ten days to prepare for this one. Um, yeah, fascinating game this one. It's going to be going to be a big game in terms of you know wild card <coughs> wild card seeds and tiebreakers and all the rest. Of it. And obviously, being a being a Cowboys fan, one of Vikings win. Yeah, and and you know, is is it's a case of seeing if if Dalvin Cook can continue his his kind of pace. I mean, he's he's looking like he could he could he could definitely be competing with with Zeke for a for a rushing title. Um, it just depends how the game flow goes. Mm-hmm. If the Eagles go up early, um, then it's it's less Dalvin Cook. So again, I, I think yeah, probably yeah, one of the one of the three top games of the week, and, yeah. and for a neutral. Um, really worth a, a, a good watch. Yeah, this would be this would be um, the game I'm watching on on Game Pass. I'll, if I if I don't watch Red Zone, I'll probably have both up. But this would be the game I'll probably watch because the Eagles. I think the Eagles and the Cowboys get it on next week. Oh, that's that's going to be a, a barnstormer for sure. Yeah. Barnstormer for sure. So moving on to the nine o'clock games, we've got the the Falcons at the Cardinals. Um, both teams boasting a, a triumphant um, one win record. Mm. Um, I, I, I just kind of say yuck to this game. We've got two highly productive quarterbacks. I mean, Matt Ryan is—he's um, not very far behind Mahomes in terms of passing yards. I mean, he, he threw for over four thousand nine hundred yards last season. Um, I, I think he's not going to have a problem to hit five K this year. He's had five games in a row throwing for over three hundred mm. yards on yeah. a on a on a. You, you know, you say the team's pretty poor it's definitely all on the defense they yeah. they know how to move the ball they just have no idea how to defend it no. and cardinals are pretty much the same i think kyler murray is is things are slowing down for him and i think what what kyler murray's doing that he wasn't doing and it's probably part of the game plan anyway um from from cliff kingsbury in the first couple of weeks is he wasn't being let loose to run no no. And and I think they're they're integrating they're seeing how he's, he's he's performing and they're actually putting that into the game plan now mm. and letting him use his legs mm. and I think that's a that's a wise move. Yeah, I mean it's, it's really good. Um, it probably go under the radar quite a bit because they were facing the Bengals last week, but it's a really good, really good performance from Kyler Murray uh, last week. So it'd be interesting to see if he can uh, keep keep that going. Yeah. There'll be a lot of points in this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what. I'd, we're talking over 60, aren't we? Yeah, um, I reckon so. For a spread. Yeah. Okay. So next we've got the the only undefeated NFC team, um, <laughs> the 49ers, against the not quite sure how to make of them, um, LA Rams at 3-2. and two. Mm. Um, We had, you know, the, the 49ers, you know, they, they, they've, they've been building. They had some um, with John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan, they both signed epic six-year deals back in, in 2017 and, and vowed to bring back the 49ers to a time when they were as dominant as the Patriots. But um, it all went wrong when Garoppolo got injured and Jarrett McKinnon, the free agent signing, got injured. McKinnon's still injured this year, but Garoppolo isn't. And the the running game, as we've talked about, has, has kind of been a huge factor in terms of getting the 49ers to 4-0. Um, where, where are you heading with this game? 
Yeah, it's an interesting one. This one, hopefully, the Rams can um, can put the Niners in their place, uh, just because obviously they might, then they, there's a, a worry that they might actually win the division. But uh, yeah, LA, this one comes down to the offensive lines uh, for me. LA Rams offensive line, obviously, not the same offensive line as like, the 2018 that um, demolished everyone. Uh, San Francisco, we know, you know, D Ford, Nick Bosa, et al. and uh, all the rest of them is, is, is going to be a decent amount of pressure coming their way through Andrew Whitworth and all the rest of it. So um, we know that Jared Goff is terrible, not in, just in general, but especially under pressure as well. So uh, I did mention the Todd, uh, Todd Gurley injury a bit earlier on as well with the quad. So his status is in uncertain for Sunday. So keep an eye out on that. Um, if anyone in your fantasy leagues is a bit slow, go and grab Darrell Henderson just in case. Um, yeah, 49's off- offensive line as well. Mike Bluginchi, he's the former first-round pick. He's out for a month. Uh, with, um, I can't remember what the injury is off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, both both offensive lines uh, could struggle in this one. So should, should might get a lot of sacks. Darren Donald will obviously be happy. Mike McGlinchey's not playing. Um, so, yeah, uh, th- th- this game's going to come down to which offensive line can hold up uh, the best. But, obviously, you, it's a clash of the minds here, isn't it, McVeigh versus Shanahan. Um, interesting fact, Shanahan's 2-10 and 10 in his last his last 12 NFC West games. Uh, and that actually included the win of, against the Rams in Week 17 last year when they uh, rested all their starters. So, um, Kyle Shanahan obviously got a great, great record in the NFC West. So, he'll have to, obviously, improve that if the uh, the Niners want to get to 5-0. But, hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping that the Rams have, have too much firepower. But, uh, I can certainly see a scenario where... Uh, the the defensive uh, pressure from the 49ers, one of the best in the league as well, uh, getting through that offensive line of the the Rams and putting Goff under pressure, which he's notoriously bad at. Yeah, and and, and, and I do think um, with the 49ers, it it kind of starts and ends with their running game. Um, Just a little shout out to probably a a name that people may not be overly familiar with, which is the the 49ers fullback, Carl Juszczyk. Yep. who um, he, he's got six catches so far this season, had about 30 last season. I mean, he he, he does the incredibly hard work of, of spending his time kind of bending his neck down and just getting, just running into a, a whole kind of whole heap of mess. Um, but he's, he's, he's helped significantly in terms of Matt Breeder and Tevin Coleman, um, you know, having really good seasons so far. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit of love to the, the few remaining fullbacks that are out there in the league. Well, he's out, he's out now, isn't he? He's out for like six weeks. Yeah, suffering I mean, the MCL sprain. It's, yeah, it's, so that could be massive. It, yeah, he's helped them, and, and I think that that's a big, big factor. That you know, now he's gone. I mean, that that was it's it's one of those things that you know you you, you take for granted. You don't really realise. So yeah. Big big loss. Mm, yeah, Dallas um, Dallas uses him quite a lot as well. Jamaze uh, Aluwali. Yeah. Um, they have to have deliberately silly names, don't they? Fullbacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Comes with comes with the territory. <laughs> or may, maybe you have to have a Z. Yeah, maybe, maybe you have to have a Z yeah. in your surname to be an NFL fullback. Yeah, maybe. Um, right next, um, we've got the the Titans at the Broncos, and um, I, I really think nothing to see here. Yeah, let's let's really let's, yeah, let's spend let's, any time yeah, talking let's about either on. of these two teams. <laughs> um, okay, thank you. Um, Cowboys and the Jets. So. Tim, um, let loose on the the Cowboys. Is, is this a is this a thumping game? Is, is, are there troubles? I mean, is, are they bringing over those troubles from from the Green Bay game, or do you think that was a bit of a, a one off in terms of? That that really really slow start. Mm, yeah, it's an it's an interesting one, isn't it? I, I th- I'm not going to spend too much on the, on the on this game because it should be a Cowboys win. But um, yeah, the D- Donald maybe it probably will be back, and uh, but I'm not sure they'll give him anything more than a than a one strip step drop um you know don't want him taking any hits whatsoever but the cowboys actually uh when i went back and watched the packers game last week and that didn't actually play that badly obviously he had three interceptions but two weren't really his fault um and actually in, in parts played really well i just think it kind of was one of those games it got away from them so uh yes they have to bounce back they're on the road so it'd be interesting to see if they've got the character to do that you know questions are now being asked of them um, can they respond? Yes, they should do. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a, a heavy Le'Veon Bell game. Uh, and considering what Aaron Jones did last week, um, you know, making Leighton Van Der Esch and all the other linebackers look a bit silly and awful against the run, be interested to see what they've if they've put anything into practice during the week. But it should be a bounce-back game for Dallas. It should be good games for Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Uh, for fancy perspectives, they should get a lot of yards. The Jets aren't that great. Um, they have just had their bias. They obviously had longer to prepare. But uh, yeah, if the Jet, if the Cowboys don't win this one, I think that's then done for the season. 
we've got um, Sam Darnold back from yep. his um, bout of mono. Yeah. Um, so we, we're going to have to see if if that's a if that's a factor as well. Because I, I mean, I think Le'Veon Bell has, has kind of woefully underperformed as a as a superstar. Is mm. you know, if this was a kind of a functional running back that that nobody really talks about, his stats that line would be fine. Mm. But he's, yeah, but he's, he's, he's had he's, Luke Falk though. It's it's not really yeah, it's not yeah, really exactly. fair to, to to kind of give him. Uh, yeah, he's not obviously got no. the same offensive line as he did in in Pittsburgh as well. But yeah, I think he'll play a lot better um, when once Donald gets back to full speed. I think if Donald does play, it's just going to be one step drop stuff and dump off to Le'Veon Bell. So if you've got Le'Veon Bell and PPR, uh, should be alright. Yeah, and then moving nicely on, nice little segue there to Sunday Night Football, which is the Steelers at the Chargers. Um, I mean, this is, you know, it's unfortunate unfortunate records, really. Steelers at one and four and Chargers at two and three. These are, are two of the kind of biggest disappointments in the AFC, I think. Yeah, when they, um, when they, when they were drawing this uh, Sunday Night Football schedule up, this one looked like a, a classic. Obviously, if you remember the game they played uh, last year on the yeah, Chargers went into Pittsburgh and won, but yeah, certainly... Um, I, th- I think the other one of my look-aheads was uh, I've sort of named it Sunday Night Football, as in OH at the end. Um, yeah, because yeah, I'd say when when they join this one up, they're thinking, "Oh, like a tasty little game there." But now it's just no, it's not even worth the really the paper it's written on. Yeah, I mean, this is it's definitely not one to stay up for unless you're a, a hardcore Steelers or Chargers fan. But worth noting that undrafted rookie Delvin Hodges is going to make his first start. He looked. Impressive. Um, I think it was something like seven for eight in his in his kind of little cameo appearance last week. I mean, this this is a guy who got a, a one thousand dollar signing bonus um, and and just about made the team because the Steelers traded their um, third string Josh Dobbs to the Jaguars last month. So he kind of hung in there. Um, we have had um, historically some undrafted quarterbacks that have performed miracles. The likes of Kurt Warner, Jake DeLarm, even Mike Tomzak, um, they've all reached Super Bowls. I mean, I don't think anyone's expecting anything from Hodges, but, but obviously we, we do all love a fairy story. Here's a, here's, a, here's a Tim trivia fact for you. My first NFL game that I watched, Jake DeLarm threw the first pass of an NFL game that I've ever watched. Well, there we go. There good, you go. Good one to remember. Listen to that if you if you're if you're going to go on the quiz, never know when that's going to get dropped <laughs> yeah. into the quiz. The Tim Tim, um, Tim trivia. That's it. Um, and then to wrap week six up, we've got Monday night football. We've got the the Lions at the Packers. Um, Lions two one and one. It's you know we're not quite sure where the Lions are going. Is this another season of mediocrity, or can they actually put together a, a bit of a run? behind um, Kerryon Johnson and, and Kenny Golladay, who are both performing, you know, pretty admirably in, in terms of kind of, you know, sticking out amongst uh, amongst a team that kind of goes generally under the radar. Um, Packers are at four and one um, are probably one of the most pleasant surprises in the NFL. Not not purely for the record. We know how talented Aaron Rodgers is. This is um, that Packers defense, which has had that, that real kind of um, eclectic mix of free agents signed, and they've they've all seemed to have gelled really well together. And I, and I think an early um, early runner for defensive coach of the year is is Mike Pettin. Um, I mean, road wins at Chicago and Dallas will have playoff implications for the Packers. Um, Aaron Jones' four touchdown performance. I don't think that's going to be repeated in a hurry, but he's he's shown he can be a true lead back. And the um, the Lions are fresh from a bye, um, they, and so they, they're going to want to feed carry on Johnson the ball. Um, I've, I've kind of got it in my head as a kind of gritty, low-scoring battle. Um, Tim, any thoughts? Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned about obviously the, the Lions coming off a bye. I think I saw a stat somewhere that the Lions over the last 12 years are 10-2 and two, uh, coming off the bye. So uh, last year, obviously, they won against Miami, so that wasn't too, you know, obviously... Too hard a feat, but um, this one obviously is going to be a bit a bit harder. And obviously Matt Patricia is rather than uh, all the rest of the guys that have been there in Detroit over the years. Um, yeah, it's a hard one this one because Detroit are decent against the run, and say so Kevin Johnson should get fed quite a lot. Um, and say so they've had they know, they know Green Bay very well. And they've had nearly two you know nearly two weeks to prepare for this, so. 
Um, yeah, it should be, an, should be an interesting game. will be a big pivotal game in terms of the division. If the Packers win it, I think that's probably lights out for everyone else because uh, they'll have a win over every other division division rival going into the, the, the second game of each, if you like. So um, I think the Packers will be good enough to kind of shepherd it out of play and, and, and win the division. So it's a bigger, bigger game for the Lions. Obviously, they've got most help over, coming off, off the bye. So it uh, should be a good one for Monday Night Football. There's not many good Monday Night Football games this year, but that, that should be a good one. And, and it's always there's always funny things with teams who have got a draw in their record. Mm. It always it always ends up kind of weird when it comes to sort of week fifteen, week sixteen. The, these draws come back and they they play a significant, a kind of weirdly significant role. So that that week one tie against the the Cardinals, I, I think, is going to have some sort of interesting twist by the time we get to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so now it's time we move over to um, talk to, to Magnus Tim Magnuson, and it's time for the quiz. Okay, here we go. Full 10 questions time. Have you been paying attention to week five? We are about to find out with Chris Milner from National Vintage League. Chris, welcome you in. How you doing, man? I haven't been paying attention. I'm shooting for zero for 10 on this. I want to go for the lowest one ever. All right. The the, the current low low score is a three, so... um, Really? Yeah. Okay, I think I can beat that. I think I can get lower than three. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, uh, just before we get into the quiz, Chris, obviously you're a part of uh, uh, a growing brand of, of uh, you know, I, I certainly enjoy following the po- the, uh, the Twitter account and Instagram, quite a lot of good stuff going on there, but uh, we were we were in collaboration with uh, National Vintage League um, you know, a while ago with the competition and discount codes and all the rest of it, but uh, obviously you've joined Hugh, it's you and Hugh doing, doing lots of good work there. Uh, with you know, get, helping people get uh, part with their money for for some decent jerseys, just maybe you want to talk about uh, na- the National Vintage League. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you partnered with it, it was NFL Vintage UK. It was, uh, yes. And yeah, and then we had to rebrand that. Um, but uh, like, I met Hugh, and we got obviously uh, he was he'd obviously already began the business. Um, and then when we started working together, I you know showed him how we could get sort of a bit more bit better player engagement. And I feel like now. Um, combined, we're, we're we're doing very well as a team. And I mean, if you don't know uh, and you don't know about National Vintage League, you should really check out the Instagram account. Um, we post daily content, and it's not always just like jerseys and stuff. Like we yeah. try and do like funny memes and different like video series, and like we'll produce some stuff. Um, and but just basically, we're trying to give back to the to the UK fans because yeah. you know NFL shop. Europe fanatics are honestly pretty terrible in terms of the service and like we're not saying that because we're biased you can literally just go onto Google check out the reviews and there are so many one star zero star ones mm. we've got a hundred over a hundred five star reviews and like we ship around the world um, we dropped our international shipping costs um, we do giveaways every thousand followers like Osio Minura is currently signing a shirt of his to give yeah. away um, for our 12,000 follower yeah. uh, 11,000 we're going to announce the winner of that is going to be a Jim Brown jersey um, like we really, really do try and like give give back to everyone and um, and and help people out as much as we can. Like we'll legit check all your jerseys. Like even if you don't buy from us, just send us a pic, yep. um, and we'll and we'll like tell you if it's real or not, or whether you should drop the cash. Um, we'll always try and do a little deal if like you feel like something's out of your price range or you want to do a bundle. Yep. Um, like we're open always. Like mm. just hit us up in the DMs and uh, we're always happy to talk to someone. And I can I, I can personally say I've sent you some pictures to check some of my jerseys. Um, so yeah, very much appreciated. Uh, appreciate yeah, that. Appreciate those. Send me the ones of you just naked topless again though. Just saying <laughs> what time am I? Yeah, that was, that's was, you know. that's that's vintage. I tell you that now. <laughs> tell, you, tell you that now. But yeah, if you want to if you want to get in if you, if you're not following them already on social media, certainly on the Twitter. Uh, and uh, Instagram yeah, at tweets on Twitter, yeah. um, which is a bit annoying because there's some Dutch lady called Nadia van Logerenberg who has NVL who tweeted for ah. the last time in 2012 and is refusing to answer our DMs. Yeah. So if you know Nadia van Logerenberg, get her to give up NVL yeah. on Twitter. But mm. at the moment, it's just NVL mm. tweets. I'll, I'll, I'll check our followers, but uh, I won't <laughs> have, have, hold out any, any hope. Probably dead. Yeah. I mean, that's how we get most of the vintage jerseys. Is honestly, it's, it's, it's through estate sales, I think. There we go. Uh, at MVL tweets though on uh, on the social media, if you want to follow those, those guys are definitely a good follow. But Chris, uh, let's get back to let's get back down to, to business. Uh, we've, got, so we, we've got we've got. 
We've got 10 questions to get through against the clock uh, and say we, we, we shall see how you do. 8 out of 10 is the current season, um, the bar to to beat. But okay, unless it's about watching the Washington Redskins um, beat the New England Patriots uh, 50-0, which is the game I saw when Dwayne Haskins <laughs> threw 400 yards and four touchdowns to Terry McLaurin. Um, I don't know if you understand what happens in abusive relationships, but sometimes you can create a fantasy about, you know, yeah. uh, protecting yourself. I yeah. mean, generally after games, I just light a candle in honor of RG3's knee and then uh, <laughs> hug my knees and uh, rock quietly until the next week. Mm. So yeah. I'm not sure what went on in the other games, um, but that's what happened for me. Yeah, so there, let's go. T- hit the quiz. Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, there's a Washington question in there, so you you, you get that one. Right. Okay. Let's, sure. <laughs> uh, let's let's get down to it. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you in, Chris. In three, two, and one. Question one. Thursday night football saw the Seahawks win by how many points against the Rams? Oh my god. Um, this is against the clock. They won by one point, didn't they? They did. Okay, question. Yes. <laughs> question yes. two. Name any of the two teams that were on the bye in week five. Oh, f- oh, in week five. Okay, let me think fantasy. Who did I have to not play? I can't, I can't think. Give me. This is too much pressure. <laughs> Give me, and you got one in 32 chance, well, two, one in 16 chance. The, the Falcons on by? No, they played. I don't know, man. <laughs> can I pass on that question? You can. You but can. I have to tell you. You can pass. Yes, fine. Uh, question three. How many field goals did Cairo Santos miss for the Titans? Oh, it's got to be like, it's got to be, got to be high. It's got to be at least three. Okay. Question four. Who scored the you first? Tell me what the answer was. I will, I will do. I will do at the end. We will do. Okay. This. All right. Okay, cool, cool. Question. Yeah, f- right, carry on. Question four. Who scored the first touchdown in the Raiders Bears game? Uh, we were on the tube going home, um, but I'm assuming it was... Oh, is it Josh Jacobs? Okay, question five. Which player scored the only touchdown for Washington against the Patriots? Oh, man, it was that stupid running back that has only had one carry. Um, <laughs> Sims or Hicks? One of those. Okay, well, yeah, I'll give you one of those. Um, question six. Which game had the most points of week five? Most combined points? Yep. That's a good question. Three Texans-Falcons. Okay, question seven. Which team scored the least amount of points in week five? Oh, it's got to be the Browns. Question eight. Which player had more receiving yards, Will Fuller or Amari Cooper? Week oh, five. easy. Will Fuller, because I have DeAndre Hopkins in fantasy and I was annoyed. <laughs> question nine. Which of the games in week five went to overtime? Which of the, how many of them or which one? Just which one? Cardinals, Bengals. Okay, question 10. Uh, no, within... Can I get, take that back? Yeah, can, yes. Uh, question 10. Within, within, within 10, how many rush yards did Christian McCaffrey have against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Oh, shit loads. It's always shit loads. <laughs> um, so it's rush can, I, yards. can I say shit loads? Is it like 179, something like that? Okay. I will stop the clock. That was a very entertaining ten questions. Um, how do you think you did? I was clicking, not joking. As soon as that, as soon as that imaginary clock started, <laughs> the heart rate went up, bro. I'm not joking. Now I know what it feels like to be an NFL player. I feel absolutely, absolutely right. Let's go through these. And Thursday night football. Yet yeah, Seahawks won by a point. Obviously, Greg Zola in the missed field goal towards the end. There, uh, the two teams on by was the Lions and the Dolphins. Yeah, so that's probably why you struggled because you don't really have many Lions and Dolphins exactly. to drop. Don't have either in fantasy. There you go. <laughs> Uh, how many field goals did Cairo Santos miss? He missed four in total. How just, just, awful! Just the one Even out. Even worse than I said. Yeah, absolutely. That's why he's been cut. Uh, question question four. Josh Jacobs did score the first touchdown Nailed in it. the Raiders game. That's fine. I will give you Steve Sims Jr. for question five for the Washington Redskins. Um, seems like you said Sims first. I'll let you have that one. Uh, Atlanta Falcons. I used it with Cam Sims, but then... I think he got released. I was like, it might not be Sims. Uh, Sims Jr. Indeed. Uh, one end around for, what is it, 70-odd yards, 67 yards. Uh, question six. Uh, Atlanta-Houston uh, was the game with the most points. That was great. 85, I believe, off the top of my head. Uh, which team? Question seven. Least amount of points was the Browns. Uh, <laughs> P- 
pathetic, <laughs> pathetic effort Sorry, on, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> on Monday Night Football. Just the three points there. Uh, it was Amari Cooper had more rush, uh, more receiving yards than Will Fuller by nine. Uh, Amari Cooper had 200, yeah. 226. Will Fuller had two hundred and seventeen. Uh, I thought I didn't think it was that close. Actually, I thought Will Fuller had you know, under. You know, what, you, know, you know why I didn't get that one? It's because that was the Sunday night game, wasn't it? Uh, it was the late, yeah, the latest Slayer game, yeah. Nine, after fan, nine. So I'm not staying yeah. up late to watch the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, the game that went to overtime was the Steelers Ravens. I'll let you have that one. Uh, yes, and then uh, Christian McCaffrey had 176 rushing yards against the uh, Jags. So you nailed that. Uh, 179, you said. Fucking okay, and I, oh shit, sorry. Um, he had to be within ten. Yes, That's that was crazy. it. Yeah, nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. But uh, seven out of ten, two minutes fifty-one. Not a bad effort. Oh, what? So the highest was eight out of ten. I got yeah. seven. Yeah, agonizingly close. Agonizing. Cairo Santos, I missed. By one. <laughs> it's like Cairo Santos. There you go. Anyway, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great, man. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I say I really, uh, really enjoy following you guys. Obviously, over in National Vintage League, no doubt we'll come and uh, I'll, I'll come down and visit you uh, the Houston, Houston Jacksonville game because I'll come down and I'll pop down and say hello and we can uh, we can yeah, catch up. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I forgot to mention that. As you mentioned, is there's a pop up yes. shop, um, the Green Man Pub. Um, it's where legendary firm pub outside Wembley. So you yes. can okay. come and buy vintage gear off us if you can't get into the game and maybe smash a bottle over someone's head just like the old. <laughs> would have loved to have done so there you go yep so yeah but you so you visit both the london game wembley games yep. will be, yeah both wembley games uh we're going to come to the uh to the bucks Panthers game i don't know when this goes out but if you see us there we'll be dressed in ridiculously colorful zubas and 90s gear there you go so there you go yeah go and follow them at mvl tweets as well very much worth a follow and go and if say if you want something a bit different something a bit more uh old-fashioned bit more vintagey going obviously well does what it says on the tin go and go and follow those guys what's the what's the website uh chris Niche, niche. That's what you want to come for. It's uh, nationalvintageleague.com, National Vintage League on Instagram. And yeah, just uh, if you've heard about us on the pod, just hit us up in the DM. Say, hey, I heard about you on the pod. And I'll throw you a free shipping code if you're in the UK. There you yeah. go. How's that sound? There you go. Perfect stuff. Chris, thank you so much for coming on, mate. So, gutted you didn't get the eight, but uh, yeah, good effort, <laughs> good, good effort nonetheless, mate. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Well, that's the quiz done for, for this week. Um, thanks, Chris, for um, giving it a go this week. And we, we look forward to seeing more entrants. Obviously, look out on Twitter to, to see. We're always on the lookout for people to participate in the quiz. Absolutely. So if you're brave enough, um, give it a go. Yeah. So, Tim, tell us, tell us all about where we can, we can find what, what, we're, what we're all up to in the um, Full 10 Yard family this week. Yeah, absolutely. Over at full10yards.com, the latest place for all your articles. Uh, yeah, College Podcast went up as well on, on Tuesday. Go and check that out. And a great piece by Maxwell, actually, the resurgence of the Baylor defence. That went up on Tuesday. Go and give that a look out. I know that's, that's been very well received. A very good piece there as well. Loads of bits of videos and a lot of really good insight there from a head coach, um, from a head coach's uh, standpoint as well. So generally, uh, genuinely really good stuff going on there. Just like all the other stuff, obviously, you've got your starts and sits. You've got your waiver wires. Uh, Starts and sits was by Jake. Um, I stuck that up a bit earlier today, so go and check that out. Um, Look Aheads is also up by the time you're probably listening to this, so go and give that a check. That's me and you, Lawrence, wasn't it? We uh, put put our minds together and come up with 10 of those. Um, But yeah, lots of stuff going on, say, at Full 10 Yards on Twitter, loads of stuff on Instagram as well, so go and check that out. Uh, But yeah, this is is the place to be. Cool, and you can you can find me um, on Twitter at NFL Fan in England, and Tim is on the at Full Ten Yards. Yep. So we we look forward to um, talking to you soon. Yeah, and Enjoy. Um, for everyone who's going to be going down to to London, um, I hope you have a fantastic time. I think um, I think everyone who went down last week has kind of got a bit of a lay of the land now. So if you're one of those season ticket holders, you'll be. A, a bit more relaxed in terms of what's going on. Yeah. Just bear in mind that the queue for the shop, because um, it's there's only one shop, um, is is huge. So if you if you want to go and buy something or pick up an order, um, try and get yourself down a little bit little bit early to, to have the the full shop experience. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a tremendous day out, and you know I really hope that people who who've maybe got a ticket um, late, um, a ticket today. Have a have a really good time. I mean, it's it's a it's an absolute showcase, and we're we're getting to see a lot of really outstanding NFL talent um, on Sunday as well. Yeah, absolutely. And just a just a shout out to anyone that's 
getting any merch or anything like that, don't forget you can get 10% off at uh, NFL Europe shop by using code FULL10. So uh, I think you'll probably miss the deadline now to pick it up on Sunday's game, but you could do it for the Wembley games as well. So yeah, go head over to NFL Europe shop if you're getting any swag. Don't pay full price uh, at the game when you go. I know it's very tempting to. I, I fall into that trap. But yeah, get it online, get it delivered to the game, get 10% off, use the code FULL10. Fantastic. Well, Tim, thanks for another another outstanding podcast and I, and I look forward to joining you shortly. Yes. Um, I think we're next talking on, on, on Monday, Monday, aren't we? Yeah, we'll be back on Monday. I'll be back uh, in between your ears at the weekend with all the betting for Adam. We had a really good week last week as well. So uh, I know there are quite a lot of you out there watch and re- read our article for the betting and listen to the podcast as well. So appreciate that. We'll be back again at the weekend with uh, week six bets. Cool. Well, take care from me and I'll, I'll leave it with you, Tim. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll speak to you in a couple of days. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's a bye bye for now. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Full Ten Yards podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full Ten Yards, or email the show Full Ten Yards at gmail.com.